You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, the right all started piling on the same talking point the other day, and I wanted to know where it started. Who came up with this right-wing propaganda? Fox News and Elon Musk won't stop talking about it. Let's see if we can find the original source. Kevin Sorbo played Hercules in that old TV show from the 90s, but now his life revolves around hating atheists and communism. His wife has a pet issue too, homeschooling. While their homeschooled son is now old enough to intelligibly repeat the propaganda his parents told him, so he's doing the right-wing talk show circuit. Mike Lindell got canceled by Fox News. They pulled all his ads. Fox claimed it was because he didn't pay. Lindell claimed he was all paid up, and this is another case of cancel culture striking again. Let's see if we can figure out which one it is. Republican Representative Josh Shriver threw an absolute fit over display the Satanic Temple put up. He's looking for any way possible to disqualify the Satanic Temple as a religion. I never thought I'd see the day when a Christian nationalist is calling for a church to lose tax exemption, but here we are. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. This is uh, John Fetterman. He is a congressman from Pennsylvania, I believe, a senator. He had some comments about what Israel is doing right now. If you're unfamiliar, Israel is leveling the Gaza Strip right now in horrific ways, and it's a full-blown genocide, in my opinion. I mean, we can just look at the steps, look at the qualifications, and I, I think it lines up to genocide. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, FYI, I'm blaming Israel, the country, not Jews. They're not the same thing. I just want to draw that distinction. Anyway, John Fetterman comes out here and starts complaining about the fact that South Africa brought a case up in front of the International Court of Justice, I believe, the ICJ, I think is what it's called. They brought a, a case against Israel for genocide, I believe. And sadly, Fetterman, I, I liked the guy, honestly. He's, you know what, just listen. Listen to what he says about it. This came out in uh, mid-January 2024. Who are we, who are they really fighting? It's a group of cowards. They hide in tunnels. He's talking about who is Israel fighting. They hide behind civilians. They attack, kill, and mutilate children, women. So I guess he's not drawing a distinction between normal citizens of a country and extremist terrorists or whatever. He's not drawing a distinction even between the military and the citizenry. Guess what? Collective punishment is unacceptable no matter who's doing it or who it's being enacted against. He is advocating for punishment against a demographic of people for what some nutcases are doing within that group. I'm not even going to bother going down this road of they don't do this, they don't do that, or whatever. I believe that Israel fabricates a lot of the persecution that they face at the hands of these people. But you know what? Hamas is genuinely psychotic. They're awful. Hamas is terrible. They're insane. They're like the 9-11 hijackers, basically. That's the level that, that we're dealing with. But Hamas is not Palestinians. They're different. And John Fetterman should know that as a congressman, as a senator. 
As somebody who deals with war issues, he should know what collective punishment is, at the very least. He should know the rules of engagement, the rules of war. He should have read the Geneva Conventions. If he did, he wouldn't be saying any of this, presumably. They do that? Stop talking about proportion on that. They shot their best shot on October 7th, and they would have taken more lives if they couldn't do that, but they couldn't do it. Who is they in this scenario? He is conflating Hamas with regular Palestinian citizens, and it's just sad. Quick interjection, this won't take long. If you like what I do, it would be awesome if you guys checked out my Patreon. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. So he says there is no concept of proportionality because Hamas would wipe out Israel if they could. So Israel is justified in doing absolutely anything to Hamas that they want, up to and including collective punishment or genocide. I wish, I, I, I would like to think that he knows why that line of thinking is dangerous and deeply disturbing. I, I'm not convinced he knows, though. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're doing, talking about genocide. And now South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being able to sit this one out when they're talking about criticizing. <laughs> okay, so he's saying South Africa should sit this one out because of their deplorable treatment of the black community in South Africa, the white, what are, I guess, I don't, I'm not sure, the Boers, I think is what they're called, Boers or something like that. They're people who came from like England, basically, a long time ago, or, you know, the UK, that area. And they created a segregated state where black people, it was illegal for black people and white people to get married. The black population was suffering terribly. They were being treated in horrific ways. They had a pencil test where it was illegal for a black person or a white person to get married there. And sometimes you couldn't tell the difference between somebody who was black and who was white because their skin is a little darker sometimes because people tan. So the pencil test is where you take a pencil and you stick it in somebody's hair. And if the pencil stays, then they're black. That's the kind of stuff that they were doing. Terrible. So who better to bring a case against somebody for genocide. I think South Africa is perfectly positioned for this because they've been there. They've seen it. They know what it is. They know how bad it can get, and they know how it starts. And they know how it stops because they desegregated. They integrated their population a while back. But he's saying South Africa should sit this one out because they have experience with this, apparently. Okay? The Boers immigrated from the Netherlands, I'm being told. Okay, thank you, Mark Von Wisco. I will put that in. Make sure that everybody's aware of that. Yeah, the Boers immigrated from different places. The point is that they were white. That, that's the point. White colonizers. Now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being able to sit this one out when they're talking about criticizing. <laughs> sit it out. That's just sad, man. That is really sad. I, I liked Fetterman. Roman in the comment says the definition of islam means peace actually the definition of salam means peace s-a-l-a-a-m i believe islam is not the same root word they're unconnected root words i've come to find interestingly enough i believe i mean correct me if i'm wrong on that but yeah pretty sure that's the case anyway i got a, a voicemail about it that i wanted to listen to 
of somebody who's also very disappointed in Fetterman. Hey, on Guy Young, Brookville, Illinois. Well, I'm really disappointed in John Fetterman. You know, I thought he was going to be a super progressive, and I see he's all in on Israel. I mean, I'm 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 upset with Biden for supporting Israel so much. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with the fact that Biden went all in for Israel either. I think it was 100 percent justified to stand behind them when they were attacked on October 7th. Absolutely justified because it was horrific. It was a disgusting, horrific attack. It's just wrong. But Biden has said openly that he's a Zionist. He's identified as a Zionist for years. This isn't a recent thing. This is a long time that he's identified as a Zionist, quote unquote. I'm using his word. He said Zionist. So uh, yeah, I, I don't even like using the word Zionist. I, I think it's kind of a cringy word. But anyways, Biden identifies that way. So I do think that Biden is working on a ceasefire, though. I, I, I saw him speak not too long ago, and he said that he's working to get a ceasefire right now. Now, do we believe him? I guess that's up in the air. I think I personally do believe that he's working to get a ceasefire. I, I mean, I guess it's just whatever you think, but I, I do think he's working for it. Anyways, uh, keep listening here. I can't stand Hamas. Nobody can stand Hamas. And I understand Israelis, but, you know, what Fetterman would be better doing is that Netanyahu knew what was going on. He let it happen. So don't feel so bad about the, uh, the Israeli. Uh, the Israeli or I still feel bad for the innocents, but don't feel sad, bad for uh, the uh, Israeli nation. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I don't feel bad for the people in government if they knew what was happening. Um, I heard that Netanyahu might have known what was happening, but I'm not 100% sure if that was verified or not. I don't know. Either way, like Israel has their ear to the ground a lot for, you know, terrorist action and stuff like that. Obviously, the U.S. does, too. Everybody does. Israel's probably more diligent about it. I would imagine that they tracked it pretty closely. But again, who knows for sure? It's just pure speculation. They effed it up. And I'm really disappointed in Fetterman. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in Fetterman, too. Absolutely agree. I was hoping that he's going to run for president one of these days. I mean, he was not fantastic on everything, but he was very relatable to normal people. And I thought that might give him a chance to like connect with people across the aisle. But that's that's just sad. Anyway, thank you for the uh, voicemail. Quick note before we continue, I'm writing a book about my experiences inside the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses. I cover the culture and doctrine. It's understandable even if you know literally nothing about the religion, so I'd appreciate it if you gave it a read. To find out more, go to owenmorgan.com book. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. Hey, Owen, it's John again. I just got a weird question for you. I guess you probably have asked about it before. You might have wondered before. You know the whole prophecy about how only 144,000 JWs will go up and serve in the kingdom of God. However, there are about 9 million worldwide. How does that make sense? There's not even room for all of them. Why? What's in it for me to join, right? Anyway, I thought that was interesting. See ya. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, why do Jehovah's Witnesses believe that only 144,000 are going to heaven, and why would everybody else even bother. The 144,000 who are going to heaven are known as the anointed. They kind of self-select. They say, I believe that I'm anointed. If there's any doubt in your head, 
that you are, then you're not, basically. God tells you directly because he's in tune with your heart in ways that others are not. So anyways, God picks the anointed people that will rule in heaven as joint kings and priests, joint heirs to the throne with Jesus. The whole thing's absurd and unbiblical and ridiculous from the ground up, but that's the belief. Now, as far as the other Jehovah's Witnesses go, they believe there's going to be a Garden of Eden 2.0, basically. The thought-terminating cliche that they use to refer to this is, God wanted humans to live in a paradise originally. Why would he change his plans? <laughs> anyway, they have thought-terminating cliches about all of this stuff that are pretty easy to pull apart once you just look a little bit deeper. Anyway, Jehovah's Witnesses think that there's going to be a great crowd that will make it through Armageddon, basically, and there's going to be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. The governing body came out recently and said that they just they don't know who will come out the other side. They don't know who the resurrection of the righteous and unrighteous will include. That is very different from their previous position, which was... If you don't do this and this and this and that, then you won't make it through Armageddon. If you don't knock on enough doors, if you take a blood transfusion, if you lie, if you cheat on your spouse, if you whatever, then all of this stuff will disqualify you from being in the new system. But that's what they call it, the new system. Garden of Eden 2.0 is called the new system. Anyways, they came out and said they don't know. You know, people might just make it through and they just have no clue who it'll be. So, yeah, there's your answer. I have talked about that, but it's been a while. So I appreciate you bringing that to my attention again. Hey, this is Lyric from Missouri. And I just wanted to say I really appreciate your channel. Um, it has helped me through my deconstruction. It has helped me through a whole lot. And I work in the back room, and it really, it's really nice just listening to you while I work in the back because I'm just pretty much by myself. It almost, it almost sounds like I'm having a deep conversation with, with just like a coworker or something like that, and it's, it's really nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. Also, uh, it is really cool watching you play Breath of the Wild because I don't get to play it myself. I'm poor and don't have a Switch, so it's really neat watching you play as well. It's like a best play. It's like a it's like a let's play and a deep conversation in one, and that's like my two favorite things. All right, have a good day. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. I I'm glad that you like that um that that format. That's on my Owen Unfiltered YouTube channel where I do that every Wednesday and Thursday. And if you miss it, you can just watch the edited, cleaned up clips after the fact. But yeah, that's kind of how I felt when I was creating it. That's the look and feel that I was going for, you know, deep conversation while we hang out and play a game, that kind of thing. I used to have a buddy named Brian. He lived in um, West Virginia, so lives, lives in West Virginia, so we don't get to hang out anymore, but he used to come over and hang out with me all the time, and, you know, we just sit there and play Smash Bros, and we got so good at Smash Ultimate. Oh, my God, we, we probably played maybe a thousand hours in that thing. And every time he came over, he'd hang out for like three or four hours and we would just talk about his ex for like the entire time. Somehow the conversation would always loop back around because I knew her. I knew her and she's genuinely terrible, like awful. She's a terrible person. 
So we just sit there and trade stories about how terrible she was. Somehow we kept that up for literally years. You'd think that we'd run out of terrible <laughs> to say, but we just kept on going. Anyways, that's the look and feel I was going for. Kind of the look and feel with Brian hanging out, playing a game, talking about people, so and things and stuff and such. So anyway, yeah, thanks for the voicemail. Next up, the right all started piling on the same talking point the other day, and I wanted to know where it started. Who came up with this right-wing propaganda? Fox News and Elon Musk won't stop talking about it. Let's see if we can find the original source. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. The left's slavish obsession with forcing the so-called diversity inclusion standards on America, it's shredding the standards of excellence in everything from business to academia, even to the military. This is Laura Ingram, as most people probably know. She's a Fox News host. Well, Fox News propagandist is probably more appropriate, but she decided to do a story on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, she's going to talk about Boeing in a second. Boeing is the company that produces airplanes. Just recently, the door flew off of a Boeing 737, I think, mid-flight, depressurized everything, oxygen masks fell, lights flickering. Everybody is talking about, well, when I say everybody, I mean Fox News, far-right extremists. They're all talking about DEI and how the Department of Equity and Inclusion was to blame for this Boeing 737 mishap. If they didn't have, what, I guess diversity in their organization or whatever, then this wouldn't have happened. I guess that means if it was more homogenous, more white, that it would, you know, it would be fine, right? We wouldn't have loose bolts on doors anymore, okay? Anyway, I wanted to track this down because... I hadn't heard this before, and I was just streaming the other day on my unfiltered YouTube channel, and I come across this thing on, on Reddit. It was like the fifth thing from the top. It says, Boeing CEO assures nervous flyers that all 737 aircraft are built to the highest diversity standards. That was the first that I had heard about it, so I wanted to track this down, figure out exactly where it came from. Let's finish the Laura Ingram clip real quick, just so you get an idea of what they're talking about right now. Now, in some settings, when DEI comes first and merit second, this may mean needless American deaths and a lot of them. Wow, that's if that's not a reason to scrap diversity in companies, I don't know what is. Boeing recently bragged not about being the best in the business, but about surpassing its diversity quotas with 92% of interviewees, they say, being diverse. Oh, goody. But then not so good. A door flying off one of Boeing's 737 Supermaxes. Is this even true? This thing about 92.5% of those interview slates will be diverse? I don't have any clue if that's true or not, but I do know that this Reddit post came out on the 10th, and this Laura Ingram video came out on the 12th. So I wanted to track this down and figure it out. The Reddit post came out... Actually, the Reddit post came out on the uh, January 11th, not the 10th, but it links to a Babylon B article, which is satire, by the way. This was posted like it was real, has hundreds of upvotes. I guess, you know, people just don't even realize that it's fake. But if you click the article itself on the Babylon B, like the right wing version of the onion, it says 
Boeing CEO assures nervous flyers that all 737 aircraft are built to the highest diversity standards. Seattle, Washington, amid growing concerns over safety after several devastating mechanical failures on Boeing 737-9 MAX aircraft, Boeing CEO David, uh, Dave Calhoun assured hesitant travelers that all their aircraft are built according to the highest standards of diversity. Again, this is fake. This is a fake article. It's not real. Quote, I know everyone is nervous about the doors of their planes blowing off the aircraft mid-flight or the entire fuselage buckling due to faulty parts, but let me assure you, Boeing is diverse, said Calhoun in a CNBC interview. In fact, our design and manufacturing crews are the most diverse in our company's history. Nothing to worry about. Boeing is facing NTSB investigations after several mechanical failures that caused Alaska Airlines to ground all 737 MAX aircraft. Calhoun said such concerns are unwarranted. We have women, people of color, and even autistic paraplegics working on the 737, he said. There's nothing safer than a plane built by diversity. At publishing time, three more airlines had grounded the aircraft, likely because they hate diversity. So that's the uh, Babylon Bee article. As I said, fake. But if you click on the Reddit post about it, and just scroll down a little bit, let's look at some of the responses, shall we? First response, man, the bee is savage. Okay, this guy got it. 63 upvotes, right? So of the 234 people that saw this post and thought it was worthy of being liked, only 63 of them seemed to realize that it was Babylon B. Uh, presumably, I guess, maybe only a percentage of them. Let's keep scrolling here. This guy says, we want a diversity of aircraft here at Boeing. High quality, mid quality, and low quality. I, this guy doesn't seem to get it. And there are 31 upvotes on this one. Uh, is this guy like, does he not realize that this is satire? Do you think that this guy is sitting over there like really pissed off that the DEI program got a plane to nearly crash? Do you think that he's angry that Boeing is made up of black people and white people? It should only be white. Let's keep reading here that this guy under him that replied to him, we are going to make Boeing 737, 373, 377, and of course our latest model, 73X, which is number neutral. Obviously taking a shot at non-binary people. This is a fabrication in their heads. Okay, this problem that they're talking about does not exist. This thing about, you know, diversity, crashing planes and ruining everything and all that. It's fake. Here, this is the third response that I found here. So we've got one that recognizes fake, one that seemingly doesn't recognize it, and then another that recognizes that it's fake, but insists that it's real anyways. This isn't even satire. Nearly every corporation in the S&P 500 is going for broke with insane equity and diversity policies. No, they're not. This is not happening. This isn't a problem. Yeah, there are diversity and equity departments because diversity and equity make the United States and companies stronger. Do you think a company would willingly do something that cost it time and energy and money that it didn't have to do? I mean, th there aren't government regulations that say you must blah, blah, blah. You, don't, you must have a DEI program. That doesn't exist. Why do all of these companies have them then? Because it's beneficial to the company. This is the sad truth, 
and why I want to change employers. I've basically hit the pinnacle of my career at 31, and because I'm a white male, I'm, a hu I'm at a huge disadvantage of moving beyond my current position. No. You're at a huge advantage. That's, that's the deal. That's the thing. That's what we're trying to equalize here with DEI programs. You're at a massive advantage. You know, the black community only makes up 15% of the United States. A lot of companies don't even represent that proportion correctly. In many cases, it's, you know, 95% white. And this guy believes that he's at a disadvantage. When all you know is privilege, equality feels like oppression. Quick interjection, this won't take long. If you like what I do, it would be awesome if you guys checked out my Patreon. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. So I figured that this is where it started, right? This, this Reddit on the 11th, but it actually goes even further back than that. The Babylon Bee article came out on the 10th, and Elon Musk posted a tweet about this also on January the 10th. He says, do you want to fly in an airplane where they prioritize DEI hiring over your safety? That is actually happening. No, it's not. It's not happening. The implication here is that if you're not white, you are inferior. You are an inferior person. White people are superior. They're supreme, if you will. White supremeness. Uh, God, there's a, I feel like there's a term for this. I can't put my finger on it. So I have to wonder, who, who posted this first? Was it Elon Musk or was it the Babylon Bee? I do know that Elon Musk is from South Africa, and he grew up in apartheid South Africa during a time and in a, a place where the country that he lived in was completely separate, segregated. Black people lived in a different area. It was against the law for a white person to marry a black person. It was the most horrific case of segregation that I've seen in a while, South Africa was. It was bad, forced segregation by white colonists and, you know, the black native Africans to the area, or just white and black. It's just sad. Elon Musk grew up in apartheid South Africa. I know how bad this is, how bad apartheid South Africa is, because... I don't know if you guys remember that book, uh, Donald J. Trump, The Son of Man, the Christ. Right here, we got it. President Donald J. Trump, The Son of Man, the Christ. This guy is also from South Africa. And in this book, I read it on my Owen Reed's channel. It's horrific, dude. The things that he says, he talks about openly wanting black people to die and stuff. It's psychotic, straight up psychotic. That's the environment Elon Musk grew up in. You can't tell me that this guy is not harboring ill will toward anybody that's not white. So who said it first? Was it Elon Musk, January 10th, 2.01 p.m., or did the Babylon Bee release the article first? They, it, there is no timestamp on the Babylon Bee article, sadly. I'm really curious which one said it first. I mean, they're both influential in their own right. I'm wondering, I mean... This is the birth of a meme, right? I'm wondering if this is actually where it started or if somebody else started it somewhere else. And it's just sad, man. It's straight up sad that people are like this. 
Okay, so this guy says it isn't even satire. Nearly every corporation, S&P, blah, blah, blah. That, that previous comment that I read. Somebody under that says it is satire, unless you really think it was DEI programs at Boeing that led to reduced quality control and not the bean counters cutting costs over the last two decades, trying to get more payout for their shareholders rather than listening to their engineers. There you go. Absolutely. Five upvotes for this guy out of the... 250 upvotes at the post god or something five five upvotes for him wow great the parent comment had 18 upvotes people arguing with this guy those things are fundamentally the same when political goals become more important than market goals disconnections from market reality happens what what the hell is he talking about political goals seriously since when do companies do anything to help anybody without being legally compelled to. If a company is doing something with their money or their employees or whatever, it's because it benefits them. And if they are doing something that doesn't directly benefit the company, they the CEO or whoever ordered that can be sued by shareholders for not putting the company's interests first. Really, the company must do beneficial things uh, for the company, beneficial for the company, not for society. So there is no company that's, quote unquote, putting political goals ahead of market goals. This is so like how disconnected from reality do you have to be to be at the point that these people are at right now? How did they get here? It's like propaganda comes out about some insane stuff that's completely false. And then people get all wound up over it and they're like, oh, my God, this is really happening. And they start making up even more propaganda to build on the previous stuff. And now Fox News is building on propaganda from the propaganda. It, it, it's like a death spiral. It's a positive feedback loop. They're swirling down the toilet right now with extremism and absolute insanity. Diversity, equity and inclusion departments are beneficial to companies. That's why they have them. Full stop. Jesus, dude, this is crazy. What's even crazier is, I think this is from January 11th, this clip was. And I swear this was a comment on this Reddit post, but I, I can't find it now. So I, I did not dream that up. I'm very sure it was a comment on this Reddit post. Listen to this guy. Attention, Boeing executives. DEI must die, not passengers on your planes. Steve Moore on the company's misguided priorities coming up next. Plus DEI must die. I could have sworn the subreddit said that. There was a comment under there somewhere. I, I have to wonder, like, is Fox News trolling the subreddit? Probably, right? For stories? I mean, what's it like to have hosts on for 24 hours straight, seven days a week? They've got to find content somewhere, right? Jesus Christ, man. Here's another guy right here who is completely out of his head on this DEI stuff. He found propaganda and assumed that all of the other propaganda about that was real just listen to this guy try to pour kool-aid for us well just when you think the loony left can't get any more woke they never cease to amaze me it's hard to keep up with their zaniness it's not because there's no zaniness that's the thing it's only hard to keep up with the far right and what they're saying about left-wing zaniness by the way, this is a Newsmax guy, a Newsmax host or whatever. So let's see if we can just remember some of the absurdities of 2023 
And to help us is Avita Duffy from The Federalist, along with actor and social media guru Braden Sorbo, plus, of course, our special guest, Melanie Collette. So I'm actually going to be talking about um, Brendan Sorbo on another video. So if you want to check that out, uh, take a look around. It'll be releasing this week, but he's the son of Kevin Sorbo, and he is just as unglued from reality as Kevin is. Anyway, just keep listening here. So top woke moment of 2023. Before I forget, I, I do apologize. I identify as cisgender, and my pronouns are he, him, his, I, me, my, mine, and myself, okay? I don't know what this guy's talking about. Nobody does this. I have, I, I'm on the left. I only really talk to other people that are on the left unless like, I'm just out in public. I only have, I only make friends that are on the left. I'm not making Trump supporter friends. We just have like a clashing thing here, right? I have never in my life ever met somebody who does that. I've never met anybody who even advocates for somebody giving their pronouns when they start a conversation. I've never seen that in my life. But this guy and the rest of the right seem to be completely and totally convinced that this is 100% real. It's really happening and they have to do something about it. It's a death spiral, man. I'm telling you. It's a positive feedback loop that, that keeps swirling around and making itself more and more and more extreme and eating itself alive with hate. It's crazy to see. Uh, let me know what you think. Was it the Babylon Bee that came up with it first, or was it Elon Musk that came up with it first? Or was it somebody else? Tell me what you think in the comments. I'll be watching. Next up, Kevin Sorbo played Hercules in that old TV show from the 90s, but now his life revolves around hating atheists and communism. His wife has a pet issue too, homeschooling. While their homeschooled son is now old enough to intelligibly repeat the propaganda his parents told him, so he's doing the right-wing talk show circuit. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. You know, I really was the guinea pig for my parents when it came to homeschooling. And that sentence never ends well. This is Brayden Sorbo, and he is the son of Kevin Sorbo. I'm sure you probably remember him from Hercules and, and stuff. Yeah, right here on the right. This is Kevin Sorbo right here. Well, Brayden is old enough to repeat his parents' propaganda now. So I wanted to see what he had to say. I want to see if he is just as psychotic as his parents. He's uh, just right out the gate. He's pushing one of his books here. Listen to this. Wrote a book, which ironically, Mike Lindell was one of the endorsers of. This is going to be psychotic. I can already feel it. <laughs> okay, so his mom is named Sam Sorbo. If you've never heard of her before, she does the right wing talk show circuit talking about homeschooling and how important it is and blah, blah, blah. I'll let her explain why she feels it's important. This clip is from late July 2022. Check this out. Why the rebranding? So the first thing that you learn in school is you have to raise your hand to ask a question. That's a deterrent. I think the first thing I learned was like my ABCs, right? I don't think it was learning to hold my hand up, but whatever, whatever, you know, give her a pass on that. What was all that now? Ask a question. That's a deterrent. That's actually teaching you viscerally because you, you embody it. Don't ask. That actually. 
You're telling me you think that raising your hand means don't ask a question at all? What? Idiot, don't ask. That actually eventually becomes trust the expert. That's not education. Raising your hand in school is the precursor to trust the experts. Or alternatively, maybe having to raise your hand in school is a necessity because there are like, I don't know, 500 students per school, sometimes 2,000, at least 20 to 30 kids per classroom. And if all of them just started yelling out all at once, it would be complete panic and mayhem. But okay, yeah, I, I suppose it could be your thing too. <laughs> That's not education. That's not a thinking person. That's a non-thinking person. That's what the schools are turning out. That's what school produces. School produces people that trust experts. Wow. Shame on people for trusting experts, huh? Oh, my God, dude. So you already know where we are with this, right? I mean, you can see this coming now. Check this one out. This is actually the very first clip I ever saw of Sam Sorbo. This one was from early December 2021. She was at a Reawaken America conference or whatever. And um, yeah, just listen. But I pulled my son out of school in second grade because they weren't educating him. They were training him a little. It wasn't going well. They weren't educating. They were training. I'm not sure what the difference is. And OK, so it wasn't going well. Go on. It wasn't going well. And I started to question what was what was the final result going to be? He was learning how to be a bully because let's face it in school they teach you evolution. What is evolution? Survival of the fittest. And what is that? That's bullying. She's blaming evolution on her kid being a bully. Really? Does it get any more disconnected from reality than this? You know what? I understand now. I understand why she went on this whole thing about how important it is to homeschool and schools are indoctrinating kids because she didn't presumably didn't want to accept that her son was a bully and she would go to any lengths to convince herself that it was somebody else's fault other than hers and her husband Kevin's. Christians have no business sending their children to public school. So anyway, that's the the stand that she took and that she continued to take throughout Braden Sorbo's entire life. I want to watch more Braden Sorbo clips in a second, but I just want to give you a little bit more context for the types of people we're dealing with in case you never heard of these people before. On the left is Candace Taylor. On the right is Kevin Sorbo, Braden's dad. Just listen to what he has to say about atheists here. This one is from late January 2023. These people look in the mirror every day and hate what they see. These are angry, angry people. These are people that have no hope in their lives. Talking about atheists. They probably don't work. They probably collect unemployment uh, from your dollars and my dollars. They're Tell me you don't understand how unemployment works without telling me that you don't understand it. Unemployment is an insurance that companies pay into. Every company is required to pay into unemployment insurance. And when somebody loses their job because of a layoff or something, not because of some wrongdoing, it has to be because of a layoff, very specific reasons, then you can collect unemployment. I think you can be fired for it too, but it has to be specific circumstances. And the amount of unemployment that you receive from unemployment insurance payouts 
is directly proportional to the amount of money that you've made in your life, I believe. And you only receive it for like nine months or something. Like It's really, really complicated. And it's really a free market system that exists. I, I believe it's mandated to exist by the government, but the free market, you know, pays into it and controls it completely, basically. But okay, yeah, totally. So these atheists are living on unemployment permanently, in perpetuity, because that's just the kind of people they are. Go on. Probably don't work. They probably collect unemployment uh, from your dollars and my dollars. They probably from their dollars. Has Kevin Sorbo ever paid a dime into unemployment? He's always been an employee, right? Does he own a company and run it? Is he the business manager for a company? Companies are the ones that play uh, that pay unemployment. I think the the I think the employee might pay a little bit in unemployment. I'm not sure. Probably don't work. They probably collect unemployment uh, from your dollars and my dollars. They probably uh, get paid by George Soros as well. But these are people that really have so much disappointment that their lives didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. These trolls are people. I know. So disappointed. My life is aw is awful. It's absolutely terrible. Depressed all the time. Anxious. Sad. It's just the worst. But you know what? Listening to Kevin act like a fool brings a little bit of joy to my otherwise bleak life. <laughs> Seriously, like he does he really believe this about people that all atheists are just sad, miserable, empty, angry people who have awful lives and are unemployed, but apparently employed by George Soros? What? Trolls are people that just have nothing but anger and hatred. They live in this black hole. They want to suck all of us down that black hole with them by attacking you, attacking me. Look, I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just playing the things that you say. That's it. I don't even need to add commentary. I do, obviously, but I don't need to. It's crazy in its own right. Stands on its own. Well, like you said something really powerful while ago, and I was going to point it out, so I'm glad it just got brought back up. But you said something to the effect of, why do you get so angry about something you don't believe in? Yeah, because that is a completely 100% original thought to Kevin Sorbo. And that's almost certainly the first time that this woman had ever heard that, that saying before, right? I hear that constantly. Why are you angry at something that doesn't exist? I'm not. I'm not angry at something that doesn't exist. Actually, you know what? Kevin Sorbo played in God's Not Dead. And that was a scene in God's Not Dead where this atheist professor, this angry, mean, evil atheist professor is trying to force Christians to renounce their Christianity or they would fail the class. He finally revealed by the end of the movie that he didn't not believe in God. He hated God. Take that extra step. This is these people are insane. Just got brought back up, but you said something to the effect of, why do you get so angry about something you don't believe in? Mm. Yeah. That was That's powerful. And it's true. And I think it's because they do believe in something. They may be angry because they were sexually abused or they were physically abused or they didn't. Me? Okay. So she thinks that I'm angry for reasons that are completely unconnected to God. And that anger is directed toward God, I guess feel love or they felt rejection and maybe they turned away from God and the idea of God because of that. But there's definitely something inside of them that feels anger towards something. Yeah. Well, these are people who failed. They failed in lives and they gave up. Wow. Failed in life. I guess. Uh, yeah, I should just give up. I mean, I haven't given up yet, but he's 100 percent right. Should just give up. Right. This is insane. Absolutely insane and sad. 
I, I don't feel angry. I don't feel angry toward God. I don't feel angry toward my parents. I don't feel angry toward anything or anybody. I don't hate anybody for anything. I just want people to understand that I don't believe in this and show them that they don't have to believe in this either. They don't have to bend their will to an extremist organization or to a controlling organization. They don't have to do that. I'm disgusted at how Jehovah's Witnesses, as an overarching organization, has operated and taken advantage of people. That That's kind of disturbing. But I'm not like, I don't hate God or whatever. Okay, so you should have an idea of who this kid's parents are now and, and the things that they say and do. Let's talk about Braden Smith. If you notice, this fine-looking gentleman here has a shirt that says, The Future is Patriarchy. It started with satire. All this stuff about the patriarchy being evil and the left talking about patriarchy, 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 patriarchy all the time. They started making fun of it satirically. The, the right did. And eventually it came to the point where they're wearing shirts that, that unironically say the future is patriarchy. Is, th is this satire? I have no reason to believe this is satire. It's not even funny in any way. It's not ironic or anything. This is real, right? This, you know, I really was the guinea pig for my parents when it came to homeschooling. And frankly, I would have to say I turned out all right. You know, I wrote a book. I would beg to differ, good sir. Seems we're at a disagreement. I would have to say I turned out all right. You know, I wrote a book, which ironically, Mike Lindell was one of the endorsers of. Hey, writing a book is the gauge to, for anybody to see if they're doing all right. If they turned out all right, they'll be capable of writing a book, of course. That's why that guy that wrote that book, Donald J. Trump, the Son of Man, the Christ, is such a completely stable genius. If he could pump a book out, he can do anything. And I'm going to self-plug. If people want to get it at sorbostudios.com, they can. But I really you know, don't see any any reason not to homeschool, especially now. I mean, the number of homeschoolers in the past three years has more than doubled. I believe we have over 5 million families across the United States that are home educating their children. And it's phenomenal kind of to see the, the, the growth in that community because it really is a, a group that is expanding rapidly over the past couple of years. And it's great to see. No, it's not great to see. I was homeschooled for a time and I personally believe that homeschooling should be illegal. I don't believe that people should have that option, except for very specific, special circumstances. And by the way, that circumstance is not religious belief. Quick note before we continue, I'm writing a book about my experiences inside the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses. I cover the culture and doctrine. It's understandable even if you know literally nothing about the religion, so I'd appreciate it if you gave it a read. To find out more, go to owenmorgan.com book. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. Religion doesn't exempt you from laws. I, I believe that it's so easy to turn into child abuse or neglect at the very least. Being in isolation away from anybody else, like solitary confinement, that will mess your head up, for real. That will mess you up. And that is straight up abuse. Solitary confinement, that's abuse. Unfortunately, with homeschooling, you have to actively take extra steps to make sure that that does not happen for your kid. So unless this person is actively taking steps, they are abusing their kid, in my opinion. It's simply wrong to homeschool your kid. Now, I, I don't know if this kid turned out all right or not. You know what? Sam Sorbo had all the time 
in the world. She could do whatever she wanted because she's filthy rich because of her husband. So great. She has the time to homeschool her kids. She can devote 40 hours a week to it or whatever. But not everybody has that. Anyway, Braden Smith appeared on Newsmax, and I wanted to listen to what else he had to say. It's just like a variety of different subjects that he hits while he's on here. Just to give you an idea of the type of person he is. This is Braden... Uh, I keep saying Braden Smith. Maybe I'm thinking Jaden Smith. My mistake. It, this is Braden Sorbo. Braden Sorbo giving his thoughts on trans sports. You know this is going to be psychotic. So parents and like just plain normal people of all stripes are pushing back more and more on the whole idea of like transgender women, uh, which is a male, uh, a biological male. We, we don't even need to say that playing. In then why did you say it? If everybody knows that that's what you believe. Jesus Christ, the virtue signaling. Say that playing in women's sports. The whole nonsense is this crazy. Like, I don't even want to go down this road of whether or not it's useful to ban people from sports or whatever you know i'm gonna leave it up to the sports leagues themselves and the people who run the tests and make the determinations i mean these people in the olympics or in the sports leagues in the, in europe or whatever they have extremely stringent testing for example there's a guy who had no legs and he had blades that kind of curved downward for feet that helped him run and they did testing to see if these blades gave him an advantage in any way they really dug into it these sports organizations will really dig into it and make a determination and to my knowledge sports organizations have determined that there is no difference effectively no um what's the word i'm looking for god my mind is just slipping tonight no um, relevant difference. Even in sports, there's no difference. As long as the trans person is taking their testosterone or estrogen or whatever to keep their levels exactly within a specific range that roughly matches up with other women, then it's fine. So that's all I'm going to say on it. I really don't care. I don't care about sports at all. And I don't see why anybody else does either about this specific issue. But okay. Sense is this crazy. Uh, Brandon, do you, Brady, do you think this is going to continue or not? Until something happens where a state signs into law that you have to be biologically a female to play in women's sports or biologically man to play in, in men's sports. I Hey, isn't it interesting that sports leagues have not done that yet? Huh? Wonder why? You think maybe because it's effectively pointless, makes no difference because they've done the studies? Maybe? Just throwing it out there. To biologically man to play in, in men's sports, I personally don't think anything's going to happen. I mean, it's a good thing that I was good at the sports I played when I was a kid, so I didn't have the desire to chop off any genitals and go, you know, <laughs> beat women in swimming or basketball or football or baseball, whatever sport, you know, <laughs> you name it. So this kid thinks that people are turning trans because they're not good at sports and transitioning will make them good at sports, I guess. What? Get help, bro. Get help. This one is Braden Sorbo giving us his wokest moment of 2023. The woman that came on just before him said she thought the wokest moment was when Bud Light sponsored um, Dylan Mulvaney or whatever. Braden, what do you think? If you can remember back during the year, what was the, the wokest, the craziest? 
The worst story, the wokest thing that's happened this year was San Francisco cleaning up the streets for Chinese President Xi Jinping. That, that wasn't a woke thing. What are you talking about? Xi Jinping visited California in 2023, and they arranged to have a certain number of blocks cordoned off with only specific people in there for security reasons and because he's a dictator and, you know, they want to have good relations and you got to do that for a dictator. Anyway, they also got a bunch of Chinese students, I believe, to be around waving the Chinese flag and stuff like that. That wasn't them cleaning up the streets. That was them just sectioning off blocks. Okay, go on. But that's wokeism, right? The left has gone too far. For Chinese President Xi Jinping, that was overall the <laughs> worst thing that, because it shows that we have the capability to clean up the streets and to take care of the problems, but we refuse to do it, which- Wait, wait, wait. Is this kid saying that he wants to put money into cleaning up streets and taking care of problems in society? Usually when I hear these people talk, like Kevin Sorbo, he's telling me how that that's communism. You, you got to take money out of his pocket to do it, and he doesn't want that because that's communism and socialism, both at the same time. Apparently, this kid wants to clean streets up. FYI, I don't know what California's like. I've only been through the L.A. airport before. I don't think I've been there in person, just out on the ground. But I live in New York City. This is a beautiful, clean city. Seriously, New York City is not dangerous. It's not dirty. It doesn't have a whole bunch of homeless people around even. It's fantastic. Honestly, it's a fantastic city in every way, truthfully. Only downside is it, it's really expensive. But the reason that there aren't any homeless people on the street is because of a law that passed in New York City. Basically, the, the law is something to the effect of you have the right to a bed if you want one. They build shelters and they will allow you to stay in a bed if you want a bed. So the people that are out there on the street, not very many of them. I've only seen a couple. In fact, I haven't seen any this winter. They're out there because they want to be, if they are out there. Okay, from June 2023, this is NPR. It says, Homeless, homelessness in New York City has hit levels that haven't been seen since the Great Depression. The advocacy group, the Coalition for the Homeless, says that as of March, there were more than 75,000 people sleeping in city shelters each night. Okay. Shelters, yes, not on the street. This includes thousands of children and recent migrants to the U.S. are also among those without stable housing. Homeless Bill of Rights is now in effect in the city. The new law explicitly acknowledges the right to sleep outdoors with some limitations and the right to apply for rental aid. Also gives people the right to complain about shelter conditions without repercussions. Oh, here, yeah, okay, this is it. This is from a guy named Fidel. What an unfortunate name. Mayor Adams allowed this bill to go into law. He didn't veto it, but he's also challenging New York City's right to shelter law, which requires the city to provide shelter to anyone who requests it. It's a little bit more than that, but okay, sure. And this is coming in light of the influx of people who are unhoused, asylum seekers who are in New York. Is this a contradiction? Wow, asylum seekers need a place to stay until their asylum request goes through? The gall. Anyway, the point is that New York City is taking care of these people, and I couldn't be happier about it. It's fantastic. It looks great out there, all over New York City, not just in Manhattan, not just in the Bronx, not just in Queens or Brooklyn. It looks great in New York City. So I don't, I don't want to hear about any of this nonsense. The cities are 
you know, falling to pieces and it's just mayhem all the time and blah, blah, blah. It's just complete nonsense. It's not true at all. But okay, go ahead. Keep telling me about how these Democrat-run cities are just hellholes. We have the capability to clean up the streets and to take care of the problems, but we refuse to do it, which... No, they're clean. ...signifies something far worse than a lot of what I've noticed in, in politics and in social media today, aside from the fact that TikTok has such, and China itself, has such a massive hold on the U.S. and the population. It is, it's really terrifying. Uh, so I just thought of another one. Okay. okay, that wasn't a woke moment. Like I said, that's just nonsensical and absurd. Uh, so this guy thought of another one, apparently. All right, lay it on me, bud. By the way, uh, somebody mentioned that California is where homeless people go a lot. That's true. You're right. That is where a lot of homeless people go. But New York City had homeless encampments on the street corners for a while also. I've seen a couple of homeless encampments when I first moved here. But since they did the right to shelter law or whatever it is, those encampments are just gone. Like people aren't on the street anymore. They're just staying inside. They have a place to stay. That's what's important. It's possible that California could do the exact same thing. I mean, yeah, it would be difficult and a strain and everything. But you know what? California has a ton of money. They could make it work. Anyway, let's listen to this guy Give us his wokest moment of 2023. I thought of another one, okay? <laughs> you saw this. Canadian Prime Minister, the effeminate Justin Trudeau, is now requiring free feminine hygiene products in male restrooms. <laughs> okay. Really? I'm sorry. Hard doubt on this one. I cannot believe this without some evidence. He's requiring that in what restrooms? In Walmart restrooms or in like fast food restaurant restrooms or in park restrooms like which ones are supposed to have this and why would he require that honestly it's such a niche issue that applies to nearly nobody that it can be dealt with without putting in these uh these dispensers or whatever and, and aside from that He's making life better for people, even if it were true. Let's just assume for a moment it is. He's making life better for people. Why is that bad? If he has the money in Canada to put into certain projects, which he does, why not this project? And, and by the way, what does effeminate mean exactly in this context? He's saying that he's, like, he, he's girly, right? Okay. I, I, I don't think so, but whatever. Let's find out if this is real, actually. Hang on, men's room. Oh, this is a New York Post. All right, the thing is, um, I don't trust any source that is talking about this right now. New York Post, don't trust them. I, I don't trust them for anything. Fox News, don't trust them. Daily Mail, nope. These are all absurd, nonsensical propaganda networks. I'm uh, the post-millennial. I don't know what the post-millennial is. Hang on. Apparently, we don't have a listing for the post-millennial. I'm not sure what it is. Post-millennial is Andy No's website. Oh, is it really? Okay, I didn't know that. Thank you, Amy, uh, Amy Walden. Okay, Andy No is insane. Oh, my God, he's nuts. Trudeau's providing free tampons and men's bathrooms on Parliament Hill. Oh, so it was one very specific spot then, is what you're saying. Is it even true? I have no idea. I can't verify it. I can't fact check this because... The only places that are talking about it are opinion websites. There's no 
factual news website reporting on this. If Reuters reported on this, it would be trustworthy. If AP News reported on this, it'd be trustworthy. BBC America, um, Independent. I mean, there are a variety of news networks that are very trustworthy and largely unbiased. Those are all unbiased. The Independent may have a slight left-leaning bias. But, you know, it's not to be found anywhere on any of those. Is this even real? <laughs> so, Braden, this is, uh, this is good, I think, for men who menstruate, right? Well, obviously, it's for trans men, if it's even real, which I'm not conceding. It would be for trans men. You know what? Forever ago, I remember there was a... Uh, God, what was his name? Was it Ted Bundy or something? Anyway, dude in Oregon, I think... Um, basically did like a government coup against their capital and hold up a bunch of guys, like 50 guys in the state capitol building or something and tried to force negotiation with the FBI or something. It, it was forever ago, like 10 years ago or something. And one of the congressmen in the area, Matt Shea, passed in information from the FBI to those people secretly. He got kicked out of Congress for some crazy thing like, God, what was it? Was it, it wasn't treason. What was it? Sedition, maybe? I don't remember. Anyways, the guys that were holed up in that building were requesting people send tampons. The guys were. You know why? They're good for bullet wounds. Why don't we start this big push for tampons so that we can, as guys, you know, take care of our bullet wounds when the government inevitably comes for us with our guns, right? Well, I mean, frankly, I'm not surprised it is him. He does need those products, so <laughs> can we blame him? I don't understand. Why is that funny, and, and what does it even mean? Evita, does this make your blood boil? I mean, seriously, how insane are we? These are does it make your blood boil? That is sad, right? Does it make your blood boil? That's what these people live off of. Fake, fabricated outrage. These are supposed to be leaders of countries and adults who are playing this game. And they know it's a game. Clearly, nobody thinks this is right. I mean, nobody thinks this is real except for these people. Anyways, Braden, not, not Braden Smith. I keep mistaking it. Anyways, Braden Sorbo is following in his parents' footsteps. A anybody surprised by that? Honestly, sad. Did the kid ever have a chance with parents like this? Tell me what you think in the comments. Next up, Mike Lindell got canceled by Fox News. They pulled all his ads. Fox claimed it was because he didn't pay. Lindell claimed he was all paid up, and this is another case of cancel culture striking again. Let's see if we can figure out which one it is. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Mike Lindell was canceled by Fox News not too long ago. He is infuriated. I wanted to listen to what he had to say about his cancellation by Fox News. Fox's defense is he's not paying his bills. That's why they stopped running his ads. If he just ran, if he just paid his bills, they'd run him again. But Mike says it's a cancel culture thing. So let's hear the guy out. Okay. He went on Steve Bannon's podcast, The War Room or whatever, to talk to him. Download.news Twitter account had this video, and I really appreciate them doing what they do. I would really, really appreciate it if they didn't cut it into 
vertical aspect ratio and also didn't put a gigantic watermark right across the center of the video. But beggars can't be choosers. Let's give this a listen. Okay, fine. So you're saying that this is all a lie. You, you've paid him up, uh, and this is purely because you're so well-known in Iowa. You're known as a Trump surrogate, uh, and they just don't want to have you on Fox over this uh, vital, critical weekend. Is that a- So Mike Lindell says Fox News canceled him and, and stopped running his ads, not because he didn't pay, but because they just don't like that he's speaking the truth. Fox News. Right. Well, basically your there's case. A com- I, I would say it's a combination of three things. They don't want me. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big. When you see me, you think Donald Trump in the Iowa's the votes on Monday. I don't think Donald Trump when I see him. I think a few crayons short of a box. That's what I think. There's something not right here, honestly. I don't know what it is. Is it? I, I just I don't know. Like, is he still addicted to stuff? There's something not right in this guy's life to this day. And I honestly have no clue how he went about getting a billion or multi-million dollar company, hundred million dollar company that way. On Monday, also right up to the election, everybody, my ads are on Fox every day and you're seeing me and they they go, hey, we're not going to put up with it this year. Um, We're leading up to the election. And and, uh, the other thing could be we added Lou Dobbs last Monday on Lindale TV and his first interview was Donald Trump. So, okay. Who cares? Sure. Interview anybody you want. Nobody cares. Go nuts. He's so, He's got this persecution complex. Or, or he knows anytime something bad happens to him, he can cover it up and pretend it's not happening and blame cancel culture. And I will prove that to you in a minute. Just keep listening here. Maybe they're afraid of competition, Steve. I, you know, I gave that a thought, too. Fox News, afraid of Lindell TV's competition for them. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I actually came across this, um, this guy, this YouTuber. I thought it was pretty good. He was commenting on Mike Lindell's precarious position at Fox News, you know, having all of his ads shut down and everything. The dude's YouTube channel is Brent Terhune, Terhune, T-E-R-H-U-N-E. Brent, T-E-R-H-U-N-E, Brent Terhune. So check that out if you like what you see. So I just seen on Fox News that they're not going to let Mike Lindell sell his mind pillows no more. And that, The gall. That pisses me off. What on flat earth is going on? For- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what on flat earth. That's fantastic, right? First they fire Tucker. Then they fire my favorite pillow salesman. Well, I'll tell you what, Fox News. You go ahead and pull about 13 more of these little stunts, and I'm done. He's fighting for our freedom. It's because of him I'm able to sleep at night, both literally and the other one. It was satire, right? I think it was satire. You go ahead and and name another Christian election-denying pillow salesman that even had the balls to stand up for your rights. You can't do it. I don't know many pillow salesmen, though. He's a patriot. That's what he is. He's the Alex Jones of bed clothes. And they... I'll give him that one. They hate him for it. He's a—he's like if Jesse Ventura wanted you to have really comfortable jammies. All, all he wanted to do was deny elections and sell you a $60 pair of slippers, and they won't let him. 
seriously, his towels are actually very expensive. They're he gives these m ridiculous massive discounts and pays promo codes and everything else. And when all those discounts are applied, he's charging basically exactly the same price as every other towel on the market. You can buy a set of towels, washcloths and everything for 40 bucks on Amazon. And it's the exact same price for Mike Lindell. Seriously, I went and looked this up not too long ago. Oh, by the way, these these pillows that Lindell sells, they have special MyPillow 2.0 technology. It's technology that did not exist when MyPillow was started as a company. And he's integrating this new technology into his pillows. I'm not even joking. You think I'm joking? That's 100% real. He says that. He's got MyPillow 2.0 with advanced technology for slippers, towels, blankets, and uh, robes, and pillows, and the whole nine yards. You remember this day. The next time you want a set of nice sheets to sleep in and or wear. You remember this the next time your dog wants to take a nap and you got to look your little pooch in the eye and say, there's no more dog beds. Mine pillow went out of business. You should have counted your blessings when you had them. But no, now you're wide awake at night counting sheep, which is what you people are. <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Uh, th that's really good. Again, Brent Terhune, T-E-R-H-U-N-E. Check him out. He's pretty funny if you haven't seen him before. Anyway, Lindell has been on like a spree lately talking about how persecuted he is. Of course, this is just like one more thing in a long line of persecution that this guy has suffered, right? He went on with Laura Trump early December 2023 to do an interview with her. Listen to what he says here, because I think we're about to catch him in a lie. Quick interjection. This won't take long. If you like what I do, it would be awesome if you guys checked out my Patreon. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. I've financed lawsuits, people on the ground. I put 50 to $60 million every dime I had into this bucket. Now you have my personal bucket here where I don't have any money left but to, to, do, to put over here. But then you have my pillow. Now, my pillow is an employee-owned company that was... Yeah, when he says he's putting his money in different buckets, he better be. That is a legal requirement. If he asked for donations for like election related whatever, and then he spends it on keeping my pillow afloat, that's called wire fraud, and he will go to jail for a long time. Jim, uh, Jim Baker went to jail for seven years. He's sentenced to 15 for wire fraud, among other things. And he ended up winning on appeal after seven years. The judge in his case, basically in Jim Baker's case, he said, you are a stain on Christianity or basically what was it? He said something like you make Christianity look bad because you're just taking advantage of people, obviously committing wire fraud and everything. And he claimed that that was Christian persecution against him. These people are like perpetual victims is the point. They're obsessed with the idea that they are the victim in every situation. So Mike Lindell better be putting these money into different buckets or he'll end up where Jim Baker was. To put over here, but then you have my pillow. Now my pillow is an employee-owned company that was sued by the machine companies, saying that there was a marketing plan for them to make money, even though they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. They haven't got none of my employees. Like I say, it's employee-owned, and 
I had to make a decision two months ago, Laura. Our lawyer bills at my pillow were $2 million a month to fight these frivolous lawsuits. Wow. And I said, this is ridiculous. So I talked to the lawyers. I said, I got to go with the with other lawyers that are a lot less, which is about a tenth of that. Okay, so Mike Lindell is facing down a lawsuit with Dominion right now. Dominion and Smartmatic are suing him, or maybe it's just Dominion right now. I'm not sure. Anyways. It's a billion-dollar lawsuit. They're suing him for a billion dollars, and they will almost certainly win or settle with him out of court. This is the lawsuit that came against Fox News, forcing them to pay $750 million or whatever it was in damages because they lied about Dominion and Smartmatic and stuff. Oh, my God. So Mike Lindell's in bad shape, real bad shape, right? So he's paying $2 million a month apparently, allegedly, if you can be believed, for these lawyers to cover him in this lawsuit. Oh, I'm sorry. $2 million a month for these lawyers. And then, apparently, he downsized because he didn't need lawyers that cost that much. He got lawyers that cost 200000 a month instead. Awesome is about a tenth of that. So that made the news. Now, when that happened, we got debanked. De our merchant server said, we, you have to go. We're going to put a hold on because we don't believe you're going to give people, mail people their pillows when we do every day in real time, all this stuff. So it's been very hard the last couple months, but we got, we pray every day we get through it. I've got. Okay. So what he just said was that the media lied. He claimed that he was paying $2 million a month for lawyers originally, and he found better, cheaper lawyers. He didn't need those big, expensive ones, so he just went with a cheaper set, 200000 a month instead, okay? That is still an obscene amount of money that is unfathomable, but all right, 200000 a month, great. And then he says, as a result of fake news against him, because he was the target of persecution. They said that he didn't have the money to pay his lawyers and they were afraid he wasn't going to send people their pillows and stuff. As a result of that, he was debanked and all this other junk, right? It'd be super embarrassing if there was a video of Mike Lindell speaking that completely contradicted what he just said, wouldn't it? Um, all the lawyers we have for my pillow and... Uh myself in the lawsuits with the lawfare with Dominion and Smartmatic. They uh, just filed in federal court that uh, to drop uh, to drop us as our attorneys. And uh oh, it sounds like that that was Mike Lindell's doing then. Go on. Um, and this comes from uh, the lawfare, basically, and from the media. The attack. God, so many buzzwords in here, right? From the media, the attacks on my pillow, what American Express did. Uh, to take it just devastating our credit and we I we have to I, I can't pay the lawyers we can't pay there's no money left to pay them uh-oh it sounds to me like Mike Lindell is the one that told everybody that he didn't have money to pay the lawyers this dude just flat out lied to Lara Trump's face and the audience he must think they are the stupidest people alive the people that like watch him and believe everything he says. And I said, this is ridiculous. So I talked to the lawyers. I said, I got to go with the with other lawyers that are a lot less, which is about a tenth of that. So that made the news. So it made the news. and It was just fake news because he really did have the money to pay him. It's just crazy expensive. This dude's a joke. 
And the, here's the underlying point behind all of this. Dude's in bad shape, okay? Real bad shape. The guy, in my opinion, is at the point now where he's likely, in my opinion, he's going to liquidate his company. I think he's going to liquidate my pillow and pay off all the debts and the whatevers and keep like a million for himself. Does he even have a million? I don't know. I don't know how much the guy's got. Maybe nothing. And when it's all said and done at the end of the day, this guy is done. I thought he was in bad shape before. This is a whole new ball game, in my opinion. I think that he's been hiding how bad my pillow is doing. And we're just getting little glimpses of it through his absurd positive perspective. Is my pillow a public company? No, it does. I my pillow is not a public company. Apparently, I, I didn't think it was. I mean, Mike Lindell has tried to sell stocks of my pillow before. Not even that long ago, he talked about selling stocks, making it go public, which would be a gigantic pump and dump scheme, of course. Anyways, it's just an embarrassment, man. I feel bad for him, honestly. Like he is a complete scumbag, obviously. But you gotta feel bad for the dude, right? When he's in such a bad position as the one that he's in right now, how can you not feel bad for somebody like that, even if he's the absolute worst? Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Next up, Republican Representative Josh Shriver threw an absolute fit over display the Satanic Temple put up. He's looking for any way possible to disqualify the Satanic Temple as a religion. I never thought I'd see the day when a Christian nationalist is calling for a church to lose tax exemption, but here we are. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is a politician named Josh Shriver. He's a politician for, I believe, Michigan, and he just came out and said some wild stuff. Oh my God. Just give you a little bit of background on this. The Satanic Temple erected a statue in their you know, in the Capitol building, along with many other religious displays. There was a Christmas tree, there were menorahs, there was a cross, and there were all kinds of other things. So it was 100% completely and totally legal for the Satanic Temple to put their own religious thing in this Capitol building, right? Well, Josh Shriver doesn't like that very much. And as a representative in the state, he has sway. So let's hear what he had to say about it. This is his first reaction. This happened right before Christmas, I believe, 2023. Representative Josh Shriver here. Just wanted to share with you a disturbing thing that's going on on the Capitol lawn. You essentially have a statue of Satan uh, who lies, steals, kills. The goat? Is the goat a statue of Satan? And destroys, uh, authorized to appear on the Capitol steps during this Christmas season. There's no authorization necessary here. Everybody is allowed to put up their religious displays. This guy is literally, I mean, he's complaining about free speech here. He doesn't want people to have free speech, apparently. The fact is, he really doesn't. And I will prove that to you by the end of this video. He actually wants to censor specific people's speech by the hand of the government. Uh, with a disclaimer from the Capitol uh, itself, Right next to the nativity that celebrates the coming of the Savior of the world, uh, Jesus Christ. 
Wow, now you know how Satanists feel when you put your stupid nativity scene up. It's not even real, okay? I believe that Jesus was probably a real person, but that whole nativity thing, that, that story, it's not real. It did not happen that way. But whatever, whatever. And it's something that uh, is, is disturbing to me because we swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, so help me God. Mm-hmm, yes. I, I'm not seeing where, like, I'm not seeing how this is forcing you to break your oath right now, just seeing somebody else's display. Uh, we stand under the banner, in God we trust. Uh, we say the Pledge of Allegiance to a nation, one nation, under God, and at the end of the day... I see. He believes that God is in the Constitution. Well, I hate to tell you there, uh, Representative for Michigan, Josh Shriver, but God... The word does not appear anywhere in the Constitution at any point. It, it, it does appear in the Declaration of Independence, but yeah, no, it doesn't. That was intentional. The founders didn't want God to be a part of the government in any way. Quick interjection. This won't take long. If you like what I do, it would be awesome if you guys checked out my Patreon. All links are in the description, of course. Okay, back to the video. They had just come from a country that used the church as a bludgeon against people, as a weapon to hurt others. If you spoke out against the church, you could be jailed for it. That's why the first amendment of the Constitution, the first sentence of the first amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting the, an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. How about that? First sentence. And then there's, there's a semicolon, so technically the sentence continues. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I.e., the founders knew that religion could be used as a weapon against people and inevitably will be if it's given the opportunity and didn't want that to be the case. They wanted you to be able to criticize government or church or whatever, anything without fear of being imprisoned or killed for it. That is a core value that we hold as Americans. And this guy is trampling all over it, seemingly doesn't even understand the fundamentals of the Constitution, why it was written, how it was written, what the founders were thinking. See, this is kind of a problem to me. Anybody can be a representative in government. There's no, like intelligence test. I mean, I know that there probably shouldn't be an intelligence test. I'm just saying this guy, maybe a civics test. You know what? If you want to be a part of government, you got to prove to me that you know how government operates. Can you name the three branches of government at least? Have you read the constitution? Sit people down and read it with them. Before you run for office, you have to read through this stuff. Maybe I, I don't know. I haven't thought this through fully, but we've got to do something about this. This is ridiculous, dude. This guy knows nothing about the Constitution, and he is in a position to modify it or build laws upon it. At the end of the day, uh, I wanted to leave this note to encourage you that it is finished, that Satan has been defeated by Christ. Is that why there's a statue of Satan, as you call it, in the our Capitol's yard? And we have every single reason to believe that the power belongs to the creator of the universe, to God, to Jesus Christ. Why Jesus? 
Why didn't he pick any of the other creator gods? Why not Vishnu? Why not Shiva? Why not Allah? Why not any of the others? There are a billion deities of various sorts, not necessarily creator gods. I know Shiva isn't a creator god. There are a billion different deities of all kinds that could have been responsible for this. Why did he come to the conclusion that it was Jesus instantly and try to force that down everyone else's throats? And so as we head into Christmas, I just wanted to lift up your spirits and to say, even though it's very discouraging to see what's going on on our Capitol lawn. Yeah, people having free speech. Can't have that. That there there is a reason to believe. Uh, there's a reason to uh, have faith and to uh, pursue the the virtues, to pursue the fruit of the spirit, peace, patience, joy, self Oh, so he believes that he embodies the fruits of the Holy Spirit now. Okay. I know these because my mom used to have those stupid seashells that had each one listed, you know. Fruit of the Spirit, peace, patience, joy, self-control, and there's power. Well, I guess he can't name all of them. I can't either, in all fairness. Funny that he can name at least the first four fruitages of the Holy Spirit, but he can't name the first sentence of the First Amendment of the Constitution. Fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are what will manifest in you if you love Jesus, basically, is, is what is the claim here. What verse is this, anyway? Oh, this is Galatians. Okay, I'm not a fan of Galatians because it was written after Jesus was gone by somebody that didn't even know the guy. But you know what? I guess it's part of the Bible, so whatever. In the name of Jesus. And so I wanted to lift you up and to tell you that despite this 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 discouraging state, that um, we can still have a Merry Christmas in Jesus' name. God bless you. Psychotic. Absolutely psychotic. Now, Right Wing Watch has been following this guy for a while. If you don't know anything about him, let me just show you real quick. Just take a look at this this article from Right Wing Watch. Uh, if you guys don't know Nick Fuentes, he's a far-right extremist Nazi. He's a Nazi is what he is. He likes Hitler. He likes what Hitler did. He thinks that he should have gone further. He wishes the U.S. would have lost the whole nine yards. Talks about it openly. That's what he's all about. And he has a group of people that he calls groipers. If you're a groiper, then you're, you know, one of his people or whatever. Anyways, listen to this. This is written... November 17th, 2023, on Right Wing Watch by Kyle Mantilla. On Thursday, freshman Republican state representative Josh Shriver of Michigan appeared on the Fox 2 Detroit program, Let It Rip, to discuss allegations that Democrats are ramming bills through the legislature without giving Republicans proper time to examine them. The discussion itself was rather mundane, but as the host was closing out of the program, Shriver did something interesting. He quickly threw up a one-finger salute. All right, now watch closely. We've got these stupid little end cards on the YouTube video, but just give this a watch. But it's not going to happen, but we'll see. All right, we'll continue to watch it as we do all the time right here from Detroit all the way to Lansing. That does it for this edition of Let It Rip. And there it was right at the very end. If you want to see a screen cap of it, it's right here. This is the dude giving a one-finger salute. So I hear you asking, what in the holy heck is a one-finger salute? Well, I'll tell you what a one-finger salute is. It's Nick Fuentes' sign for his groipers. They go there. Oh, and it's a QAnon sign, too. Uh, QAnon goes to Trump rallies, a whole bunch of them. They play a QAnon song at his, at his rallies. 
And QAnon puts their one finger up like this. It's the one finger salute. It's it's like the Hitler salute, but with like one finger instead of four or whatever. While seemingly innocuous, Shriver's action appears to be a signal that he is a follower of anti-Semitic white nationalist Nick Fuentes, as the raised one finger is routinely used by Fuentes and his followers in the America First movement. Yeah, again, it's not even just America First. It's full-blown QAnon people. In all fairness, I guess Nick Fuentes is worse than QAnon, though, by a, a, a law or by a mile. He's bad. Following his appearance on Let It Rip, Shriver posted a screen cap of himself making the gesture on his Twitter page with the message, Autumn is my favorite. Have a nice trip. See you next fall. And the hashtags Christ is King and America First. Huh. America First. That is the pack that Nick Fuentes started. AFPAC, America First Political Action Committee. And this guy hashtags America First while throwing up the one finger salute. Interesting. I mean, America First is just a saying. But it's also a Nazi political action committee. I mean, things just building up here, you know, that just dog whistle after dog whistle after dog whistle. So you know who we're dealing with now, right? A Nazi. We're dealing with a Nazi. Listen to what he had to say after the infuriation over the Satanic Temple putting up this display along with every other religion that wanted to be represented. There's many examples of, of us looking at our First Amendment uh, and, and how it, it doesn't really protect against obscenity. And uh, No, it doesn't. And it shouldn't. We should be able to say whatever we want. Are you kidding me? I'm working on another policy to uh, make porn, uh, pornographic images illegal. There's no, there's no need for a moral and religious people to indulge uh, in, in certain things. And, and we have a duty... Uh, to lead people uh, as as representatives uh, who are appointed by God. Not only is he a Nazi, but he also wants to get rid of obscene speech, quote-unquote. And who decides what that speech is? Who, who decides what's obscene? Well, him, of course, and people like him. You know, Nick Fuentes, the like. Appointed by God uh, to... Anybody appointed by God, that's who he wants deciding who can say what, apparently. To lead people uh, as, as representatives uh, who are appointed by God uh, to, to make sure that, that we have a state that is, that is not just good, not just great, but godly. Honestly, I, I... The dude didn't read the first sentence of the First Amendment of the Constitution, did he? Honestly, I, I work for God and not for man. And so... If no, you work for man. You work for the government. You can work for God if you'd like in your free time. But as a an actor of the government, you should have no connection to your religion within government while you're working there. You should not. The two things should stay completely separate. He doesn't seem to get that. You work for us. We're the taxpayers. We are the, well, I guess I'm not in. Uh, Michigan, but we're the citizens of the country. You work for the citizens of your district, not for God. Work for God when you go to church. For man. And so at the end of the day, I answer to to one person. You answer to your district's constituents. Answer to to one person, and, and that's Jesus Christ. This is psychotic, dude. If you can believe it, it gets even more psychotic. I actually 
am working on a policy right now. I haven't I haven't introduced it yet, uh, but it's actually to really focus on making a distinction between the church, uh, the the church of of Jesus Christ, and this uh, quote unquote church of Satan, and and so you really have an issue. So he's saying he wants to draw a distinction between different types of churches and pass that through the legislature. That's what he said. He's working on a bill to make this happen, okay? And and so you really have an issue where they're they're seen as equal in the eyes of the state. Wow. How about that? Everybody being equal in the eyes of the law? Who could have guessed? And honestly, no. Christianity still has a massive leg up on every other religion in the United States. Every other religion by a mile. But okay. I mean, he doesn't want that, I guess. He wants to be supreme. He wants to he wants Christian supremacy. In the eyes of the state, and that doesn't seem right to me for many uh many legitimate reasons. Equality between religions in the eyes of the state doesn't seem right to him. There are no legitimate reasons, bro. And so removing tax-exempt status uh, from non-theistic churches, such as the Church of Satan, uh, I I think is is very, very uh, well in order. Fascinating, right? A Christian nationalist advocating for revoking tax-exempt status from certain churches. I don't think he wants to open this door. Aside from that, the Satanic Temple pays their taxes. They're not tax-exempt. They could be. They intentionally chose not to be, to set an example for other churches. How could they criticize other churches being tax-exempt and everything else if they were getting the same special privilege? So go ahead. Try to revoke their tax-exempt status all you want. I really don't think this dude wants to open the door of which churches should have tax-exempt status and which shouldn't. This guy is terrible in every way. Freshman congressman, I guess, as of 2022. I'm surprised I hadn't heard more from him up until now. But I guess he's just hitting the news cycle because of the insane, unhinged things that he's espousing now. I guess we've got our very own Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert in um, Michigan, the state of Michigan. Sorry, Michiganders. Good luck with that one. If it makes you feel better, every state's got their nutcases. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. This is just crazy. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.